Welcome to Nitty Gritty Reviews, the movie review podcast that uses a unique grid rating system to discuss a movie's weaknesses and celebrate its strengths. I'm Rachel, and my co-host for this mini-episode today is Tristan. Hey, everyone. So today we're going to be picking apart the sound category of the grid by defining each of the five subcategories and giving some example of movies that we would award high scores to, as well as one overall example that would get a bad score. I'm sure to keep an eye out in the coming weeks for some more mini-episodes. We're going to be posting the Aesthetics mini-episode on the same day that this one goes up, so keep an eye out for that. And then it's just uh, Impact on Film and Overall Enjoyment slash Extra Credit will be the final two, uh, followed by a Marvel Monday wrap-up of uh, Marvel's Phases 1 and 2. So that'll be uh, wrapping up this pre-Season (laughs) 2 mini-series season, uh, or whatever we're calling it. Perfectly said. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's that. And uh, season two is going to be launching on Monday, January 7th with Captain America Civil War with uh, special guest Brian. So pretty excited. And of course, Tristan, which are always my co-host on those ones. Now that that's uh, all that's out of the way, should we start talking about sound? I think we should start talking about sound. All right. So similar to most of these mini episodes, we're going to be going in in reverse order uh, just because the uh, first category of sound is overall sound design, which is defined by how well do the below categories work together. So it makes more sense for the purposes of this episode to start at the bottom and work our way up to that overall sound design category. So that said, uh, oh, and also before we get in a blanket statement off the top, I am blatantly breaking my own rule multiple times in this episode and reusing (laughs) some examples uh, because I did not think ahead and wasted some perfect examples in other categories and uh, was not on the ball enough to think of other examples. I was like, ah, forget it. I'm just going to reuse some. So I apologize for both my lack of foresight and my laziness, but I think I've got some good examples nonetheless. Okay, now that said, (laughs) it's going to bring us to storytelling. This one is defined as how well does the sound design in general contribute to the storytelling of the movie? That said, what was your example? For, for a good example, I should say. Uh, so a good example of storytelling, uh, what I chose was Doctor Strange. Okay. The uh, 2016 Marvel movie. Um, I think a big part of that is because the music uh, or the sound design really sets it apart from other Marvel movies. Kind of in the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy does. Okay. It has a very distinctive take on sound design compared to the other Marvel movies. I think Doctor Strange also does. And part of that is, I've looked it up, and they didn't use that uh, temporary music where they, they they take a song that already exists and they say, oh, we want something like this. Yeah. And then the musicians go away and come back with something that's like 99% what they right. were using as a placeholder. Uh, they also used a Pink Floyd song, and I'm a big fan of Pink Floyd. Uh, some albums more than others, quite a bit more than others. Uh, <laughs> but they picked a really good song, really weird, trippy song. Totally fits the story that they're telling. Also, there's a harpsichord. <laughs> there's harpsichord music in a Marvel action superhero movie. That's so weird. There's It's weird to have a harpsichord in any movie. Unless it's, like, about harpsichords or Bach <laughs> or something. It's really weird. 
And I don't know, like, we only watched it once, this movie once. I don't know if, like, beat for beat it matches and everything is, like, perfectly tells the story. But I think it really sets it apart and really tells the story of how strange and different this is. So I don't know if it's a perfect example, but it's one that really stood out in my mind. That's interesting that you went with a Marvel movie, because I did too. I went with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I almost went with that too. Yeah, pretty much for all of the same reasons. I mean, any Marvel movie really could fall under this category. And I figured either Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy were the easiest go-tos. And I went with Guardians of the Galaxy A, because the score and soundtrack is so much better. Um, Oh, yeah. Particularly this. I mean, Avengers has a pretty good score, easily the best of any Marvel movie. But Guardians of the Galaxy has a pretty amazing soundtrack that really, by its nature, plays into the storytelling, which is a nice touch. Um, And also, I've already used Avengers, and I'm trying (laughs) not to do that. I do, like I said before, I do, uh, there's a couple on here that I reuse, but figure if I don't have to, I won't. So, I went with Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah, pretty much all the same reasons you just said. That sounds about right to me. Yeah. Um, I also love, another reason I definitely want with a Marvel movie for this is all of the, um, just how each character, like, they each have a, a unique ability or a unique weapon, they all, and there's a sound effect that goes along with that. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, it's not just the music or, like, with Guardians, you've got all the, like, I mean, it's a space adventure, so you have, like, spaceships and space guns and whatever, <laughs> you know, make all these noises, but then each character right. has either an ability or a weapon or whatever, that, that contributes to the overall soundscape of the movie, which uh, I think for, for as much guff as Marvel gets for not having very good scores, they make up for it in spades with their sound design. That's and, true. And the storytelling. Like Groot and Nova sound very different, just walking yeah. around. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, anything else you want to add about storytelling before we move up to score and soundtrack? Uh, so another thing I forgot to mention is uh, Doctor Strange has Pink Floyd music. Pink Floyd has an album that has Doctor Strange on the cover. He's yeah, not like front and center. but That's probably why they pay tribute. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Which album is it? Uh, I, I don't remember. It's one of their lesser known ones. You almost got some points. Almost. All right. So that's going to bring us to score and soundtrack then. And... Uh, this one I didn't actually even, I have kind of a weird definition I'm realizing now. I don't, I just define the difference between score and soundtrack. So the score would be the instrumental music, typically, while the soundtrack is typically songs with lyrics or, you know, anything that's not original to the, to the movie itself. Right. Um, is maybe a better way of phrasing it. Yeah, it's, it's music, right? Yeah, it's just the, the music. I guess I didn't define, like, how would you get a good score? Because it's just pretty obvious. Is the music good? And does it? You know, does yeah. it contribute to the emotions, to the story in ways that it needs to? You know, it's not my job to define good music. I don't know. I'm musically illiterate. But but that's the difference between score and soundtrack. So that said, what, what movie would get a high score for you in this category? This was tough. Uh, I had it narrowed down to two movies, and I was flipping back and forth. Uh, and the other movie I chose for overall sound design, I was flipping back and forth between the two uh, same movies for that as well. But I eventually chose Beetlejuice for score and soundtrack. Okay, not what I was expecting. It does have uh, a, a, an actual soundtrack to it, a few songs. A couple, yeah. Um, uh, the Banana Song, I'm pretty sure it's called The Banana Song. And the Banana Boat Song, maybe? Maybe it is The Banana Boat Song. Something like that. Yeah, but there's that, and then one, maybe two other Calypso songs, uh, which is 
weird for the <laughs> movie that it is and the location that it's in and like how the movie looks and what the themes are. It's weird, but it works. Yeah. Uh, and then that that uh, the 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 score by Danny Elfman is just so memorable. Yeah. It's so unlike anything else, except for the few other things Danny Elfman has done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of the Danny Elfman scores, I think this is the the most memorable and most interesting. And it really fits the movie. And like I can this is one of those movies where I can hear the score in my mind, which is rare because not just Marvel movies, but a lot of movies, I don't know, it's kind of forgettable. It's kind of stays in the background. Whereas this one it's even in the background, it's still audible. It's still foreground enough or whatever. I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. It's good. All right. Beetlejuice, good. All right. I went with a pretty classic example for mine, but I, I'm sticking with it. I went with Star Wars. I mean, it's yep. one of the most iconic yes. scores ever composed. And uh, I think it's just, it's so fitting for for the story being told like it just yes exactly like i said i'm gonna try and explain it and i'm so so musically illiterate i can't i'm i have a very hard time talking about music i think but um it just it, it sets the mood really well and i mean like like the imperial march like it's like oh yeah what's coming oh it's Darth Vader. like the music yeah is, is part of what makes that character so iconic a big part of what makes that character so iconic yeah and uh you know just the the uh is it light motifs? Is that yeah. what it's called, right? That play for each character are just so so on point and and really, um, just really contributes to the overall movie in general. Like whether it be the the mood of the movie, the tone of the movie, the character arcs, the the story itself. Like every part of the movie, I think, is enhanced by this the scoring soundtrack, or I guess yeah. just the score, really, in this case. Yeah, I, I almost picked that. I was disappointed that I used that for the previous episode. Otherwise, I would have used that for score and soundtrack for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different little motifs or light motifs or however it's said. Um, and they really are very suited for what they are. And they really like counter each other. Yeah. Like the Imperial March is Imperial and it's a march and it's big and it's impressive and the uh, the the theme for uh, sort of the the light side of the force is very understated. It's very simple. It's very calming. It's just a few string instruments or woodwinds or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, every everything is. Jeez, ah, I'm not wording well tonight. <laughs> uh, the the score is amazing and very memorable and very strongly fits the movie. And what it's saying and doing. All right. Well, on that note, is there anything else you would like to add for score and soundtrack before we move up to Foley work? No. All right. So that's going to bring us up to Foley work. Now, this one uh, I previously just called sound effects, and I thought uh, Foley work was a little bit more specific and uh, more firm, film nerdy. I suppose. I mean, it's just more more accurate. It's more than just plugging in sound effects. It's like, I think for me, sound effects seem strictly digital. Like you're just you have a database and a computer, and you're gonna yeah. plug in sound effects. Whereas fully work can be that too, but is also going out and recording things and mixing things and right. making sounds out of nothing. 
Um, so I wanted to get more of that artistic feel to it as, as opposed to just the purely digital, I guess. Right. You push the button for that, that one open opening door sound effect, that creaky wooden open door. Right. Or the Wilhelm scream. Exactly. <laughs> ah, 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 <laughs> ah. And that's your fight scene. That's your, your battlefield. Yep. <laughs> All right, so that said, the, uh, the definition for fully work is do the sounds sound like they were really there, or can you tell it was fabricated and added later? Um, so that said, what did you pick for something that would score highly? This was probably the hardest one for me to narrow down and pick something. You kind of talked about, I think it was in the previous episode, about the spoils of Babylon. Yeah. And how that's kind of like, I don't know if spoof is the right word. I guess it is. For a lot of cinematic tropes. Yeah. And so I have one answer that's kind of like that. And that's the Monty, uh, Monty Python and the, the Holy Grail. Uh, purely for that stupid coconut joke where they're, you know, they're riding horses throughout the whole movie, almost the whole movie, except they're not really horses. They're just like prancing with their hands in front of them like they're holding reins. And then they each have like a servant behind them banging coconuts together to make like horse clopping sounds. <laughs> and they do that throughout almost the entire movie. <laughs> so that's a kind of Foley work, sort yeah. of. Okay. Um, but if that's not uh, a good enough answer for you, uh, I chose not really a movie, not really a TV show, but the Star Trek engine sound. Okay. Just because when you hear it, you know you're in Star Trek. And the engines actually have slightly different sounds to them as well. So like yeah. TNG, I could hear that in my sleep and yeah. know what it is. Like I would start dreaming about Picard or something if I heard that. <laughs> like if that was my alarm clock, I would just dream about Star Trek and then wake up three hours later or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's, it's always there except for a few moments when it isn't. And it's very jarring when it isn't there. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I guess we're out of energy and we're all going to die in 20 minutes unless Data can save the day or whatever. Yeah. So I, I couldn't think of a specific movie, but that sound effect itself really stood out to me. All right. Fair enough. I went with this is one of my recycled answers. I definitely wasted this one in an earlier category, I'm realizing now. Mm. And at the time, I knew I should save it. And then I was like, I'll think of something else. It'll be fine. And then I'm like, no, this is the only answer I can put. Jurassic Park. I know it's like a yeah. classic. I know it's probably what a lot of people, or maybe not, maybe that's, I don't know. But that's what I think of. I'm, I, probably largely because it was the first movie where, like, I remember watching special features for this movie at the end of the VHS tape, because I'm that old. <laughs> and they were talking about, you know, going out and recording wild animals and, like, yeah. you know, dogs chewing bones and dolphins and combining all of these things. And as, like, an eight-year-old kid, I'm just like, that is incredible. That's so cool. And then as a 30-year-old adult, I still watch that movie. I'm like, that is so cool how they did that. And it sounds so good. Yeah. Um, and still, I mean, that movie is 20 years old, 25 years old now. And it still holds up. It sounds amazing. Um, so I had to put that, even though I believe I used it for pace in the writing plot and drama. I, I used it yeah. like the very first mini episode. I does yeah. rookie mistake. Um, even though it does have perfect pace, I don't. I don't regret that decision. I guess, but I should have saved it for this because, um, in my head at least, that is the ultimate example. When I think of a perfect ten for Foley work, 
It's it's being held against Jurassic Park. That is the ultimate. That is the perfect ten for me. Yep. So I had to put it here. So sorry for recycling and going with kind of an obvious choice, but I had to. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it is really interesting how they make the different sounds. Um, do we have time to add two more interesting little sounds? Sure, go for it. So uh, it's used a lot for like blaster sound effects, and I think it was used in Star Wars. Um, they'll take like really long cables, like for a suspension bridge or something, and they'll take like a metal wrench and just hit it. Huh. And that'll be like the blaster sound. Okay. And if you hear it, like it's one of those noises, almost like the, those little red rubber balls that they play kickball with in school. Like when you hear that sound, you know exactly what it is because it's there's nothing else in the entire universe that sounds anything like that. Huh. So that's a, a really interesting one. And once you once you hear it, like you'll notice it in more things. Uh, and another one is in X Files. There's the uh, little like ice pick thing that they stab the uh, bounty hunters in the back of the neck. Yeah. And Rachel, I think you're the one who told me this story. So why don't yeah. you finish this one? Well, they, they tried with the Foley work for a really long time to get the sound right of when, because they, like, push a button and it... Uh, Extends? Exp- expands, yeah. Or, anyway, so they were trying to get the sound right for a really long time. And I don't remember who... I don't remember if it was Chris Carter or if it was, like, the senior sound designer. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it might have been uh, Sputnik. Why do I think it was him? He was a producer on the show, I think. I'm re- This is a... Boring story. I'm turning into an old lady. I think it was a Tuesday because I, I remember because I was wearing a sweater, but not my orange sweater with the stripes. <laughs> anyway, so they were trying to get the sound right, and he kept saying like, "No, it's got to sound more like," st- st-, and he just kept making the sound effects. And then finally, they're like, "Why don't we just record you saying that?" <laughs> and that's what they did. So that's every time you hear that sound effect, it's Frank Sputnik. Is that his name? I don't know. Whoever it is, or maybe it was Chris Carter. It's somebody just saying. St- or whatever the sound effect is. Anyway, I am I'm not usually a great storyteller, but I'm usually better than that. I'm I apologize. Alright, so that said, anything else you would like to add for fully work before we move up to overall sound mix? That was a tough category. Mm-hmm. Subcategory. Yeah. Alright, hopefully this next one was a little bit easier. So this one is overall sound mix. And this one is um I know, I know I already defined overall sound design as essentially how well do the other categories work together. Um, but I think it's often uh, easy to get overall sound design and overall sound mix confused. So the overall sound design is how everything works together, whereas the overall sound mix is uh, are the sound levels appropriate throughout, or do you have to, for example, constantly turn the volume up and down? So that's more right. sound mix is how loud or quiet is and is it appropriate, whereas the sound design is everything working together. So that said, what was your example for something that would get a, a good score for overall sound mix? I chose the X-Files movie, which I haven't seen in a long time, so I might be wrong. I'm assuming the first one. Yes. Okay. Yes, always the first one. <laughs> for good examples, always the first one. Yes. Uh, also the show itself, because that show is interesting in that it will have loud scenes, especially like alien spacecraft breaking through ice sheaths and big things happening, loud things happening. But it also has like quiet scenes where people are like whispering in the shadows, like literally whispering in the shadows uh, or just having a normal conversation. And then people start shooting guns at each other. And so there's a lot going on sound wise, but it, it seems to always work. Yeah. Like it's, it's very rare that 
Like it was really loud and now it's too quiet and I can't hear what's happening. Yeah. So this is one of those subcategories where like if I notice it, it's probably bad. It's not often I, I, I watch something and think, you know what? That overall sound mix was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. So I think X-Files, mostly the movie, but also the shows, the, uh, the episodes, most of them, uh, I think did a really good job with having a, a variety of sounds. Because it's easy to have a good sound mix if everything is the same sound. If it's just people sure. having a conversation the entire movie, then, I mean, you, you, you got to really fuck it up. <laughs> Or, or really, really be incompetent in order to do that badly, I would think. I don't know. I've never done it. Yeah. So, X-Files. Good sound mix. All right. Good example. Uh, I went with... I don't think I've used this as an example. Because I'm pretty sure I was definitely saving this one for sound. So, I hope I haven't used it. Uh, I went with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, oh. I almost went with this one for overall sound design. Because I think it definitely qualifies for that as well but i like what i put for my answer for overall sound design so i didn't put it there um but i definitely think this movie is one that uh goes the the full range where yeah, there's, there's absolute definitely. silence yep. and then there are scenes that are really intense and there's a lot of loud noises and the even the the score or soundtrack i don't i guess you would call it qualified as a soundtrack since it's not original to the movie um but the you know, the music throughout, even like at the start of the movie, it is so quiet. It's like, is it, is it playing? Is it, it's just a black screen. And I can, I think I can hear something. And then it has this loud crescendo by the dun, end of the opening scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just, um, elicits emotions, I think just by, by the way the sound operates and it's really unique in that way. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's such a classic is, yes. is just the way sound works and how it, uh, works within the, the narrative or not even the narrative but just the the themes or the overall tone um because there's a pretty loose narrative with that movie it's weird <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um but yeah so i went with 2001 space odyssey that is an excellent choice thank you that is definitely a 10 out of 10 yeah all right so anything else you want to add for any of these subcategories before we move up to overall sound design no all right, so overall sound design, I've already said. Uh, how well do the below categories work together, or what would get a perfect 10 for you? Okay, so like I said earlier, this one and score soundtrack were very closely tied, but I decided to give score and soundtrack to Beetlejuice because I think it goes a little bit further, especially with the score. But this movie, for overall sound design, I chose Rushmore, which I haven't used before. I mentioned it before in uh, what my favorite character was. Yeah. Because I like Max Fisher from Rushmore. But this movie um, has a great soundtrack, great score. I guess it's soundtrack. Although, no, there's a lot of uh, original music for this as well. Uh, a lot of the original music is by Mark Mothersbrough? Mothersbrough? Something? I forgot what his name actually is. But uh, he's the guy from Devo. He was oh. one of the original members of Devo. Okay. Uh, and it's a really interesting, neat like almost whimsical kind of sound to it. Uh, and then the soundtrack that's chosen is very appropriate for each scene that it, that it's doing. Uh, you get like a, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know how to put it into words because it's music and it, it's better as music than some guy rambling. <laughs> um, so yeah, all of it was really good. I think Rushmore would get basically 10 out of 10s for all the sound. 
and a lot of other categories. All right. Well, I know what movie we need to put on our list for someday. Yeah. So my pick, I'm pretty sure I used this one already, but it might have just been an honorable mention. I don't remember. Uh, I picked Annihilation. Oh, yeah. I just kind of had to. I mean, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think the sound design is easily one of the the high points for me. I mean, aside from Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Uh, I mean, every single thing on this category. I mean, the the storytelling, even the way the the score itself has like two different types of music, and that those that dichotomy right. plays into the storytelling very, very well. And and the score and soundtrack like is just amazing. I think it might actually get nominated for an Academy Award, and I am so excited because I thought for sure with a February wow. release date. I mean, they haven't announced the release date or the uh, release dates the. The nominees yet but they announced a short list of like all the movies they're considering and it was on there which surprised a lot of people and i'm so excited because i mean i wanted to win all the awards it was an amazing movie and probably easily my favorite of 2018 um but it came out in february so i don't think it's going to get nominated for for anything else which is fine there were a lot of good movies this year but i would be really happy to at least see it nominated for score and soundtrack because it, it wasn't just a good score but it played into the storytelling and was such an important element of the movie and I feel like a lot of times with these categories yeah. they tend to forget about like oh did this play into the storytelling or like how did this enhance the movie just like oh this was a fun soundtrack and I'm like yeah but it has to be both like if you're considering it for the Academy Awards in my mind at least it shouldn't just be like, oh, this was a really good score. It should be like, oh, this was really perfect for this movie. Right. And really helped, you know, this enhanced this movie. And that's how I feel. So anyway, I guess this is turning more into score and soundtrack. But all of these, I mean, the bear scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the Foley work and the the just overall sound yeah. design in that scene. Oh, my God. And in the lighthouse. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. that is so otherworldly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so wow. Good. Yeah, I could go on and on forever, but yeah, I am—I got to reel it in because I could keep going. But if you want to hear more, yeah. listen to the Annihilation episode of uh, in season one of Nitty Gritty Reviews because we definitely, there were a lot of us for that review and we definitely all talk about it for quite a bit. Um, that is another excellent choice. Thank you. You're really nailing it with this category. I mean, for this one, I think is the one that I've had in my head from the beginning of like, well, I know what I'm going to pick for the sound categories because it's, it's one of those categories that I don't pay as much attention to as I should. So when I notice that it's really good, it sticks in my head. So blessing and a curse kind of thing, I guess, where I, I should be paying more attention to it and I should have more to say about it. And I'm working yeah. on, on paying attention to it more. But when I do notice it, it leaves an impression. So these are all, all of these examples are ones that, that left really good impressions and would get perfect 10. Probably in most of the sound categories, honestly, probably all of these could go for overall sound design too. Yeah. All right. Well, that said, is there anything else you want to add before we give our bad example? No, I just got to say, you've, uh, you got the high score on this category. You've got a lot of, uh, a lot of good choices. Well, thank you. I, I try. So that said... I had a really hard time. You were saying you had a hard time with the good examples. Did you have a hard time coming up with the bad example? Because I sure did. No, I had a hard time narrowing it down to two. Okay, well, let's hear yours first, because mine is kind of a phoning it in answer. So my first bad example is Captain America. Mostly the first movie. Uh, a lot of that is the overall sound mix. 
I almost went with that one too, or any Captain America movie, but I was like, it's really just the sound mix. So I didn't. It's mostly the sound mix. That's fair. Yeah. Um, And I think that part of that's just a problem of having a movie that's like 50% just people shooting guns at each other. But that's the movie they chose to make. So. (laughs) And a lot of people love it. Yeah. So Captain America won. And then it's interesting that you chose 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's by Stanley Kubrick, right? Yes. Who also did The Shining, right? Yes. Are you going to pick The Shining as a bad example of sound? Yes, I am. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but... That was my least favorite part of the movie. That movie... It's a good movie. I mean, I saw it like 10 years ago. It's it's fine. It does what it does. It's interesting. But it's also a lot of really boring nothingness. And oh, just really order. annoying sound. You like Black Swan, though. I feel like they're similar in that regard. Yeah, I don't know. Although Black Swan, I guess Black Swan is more visuals and The Shining maybe has more sounds. Yeah, but The Shining has several scenes that are just like 5, 10, 15 seconds of just nothingness. Just someone standing there staring out a window with this horrible sound. And I guess that's supposed to be scary or something? I don't know. Maybe it was, like, really revolutionary at the time. Or maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. I fair, don't like that. to be fair, not really your genre. Yeah, I just did, I did not enjoy that. Huh. I knew you didn't like it, but I didn't expect that to be the reason. Um, all right. Well, my... Or was that... Did you have more examples? You said you had trouble rounding it down. I did not. I had a really hard time coming up with one. So if you want to keep going. No, nah, just those two. All right. So mine is kind of the go, it's really the go-to bad example for any category. So I've refrained from using <laughs> it, but I went with The Room. I love that oh, movie. Honestly, yeah. I truly love it. It is it is what it is and it is unashamed, but there is some called awful ADR in that movie and uh, the music is mm. really bad. Like there's... Yeah, ADR, where does that fit in in this? <sighs> I was wondering that earlier. Foley? I yeah. guess that's the closest. Foley and overall sound design, I guess. I guess overall sound design isn't just necessarily how well do the below categories work together. It's also kind of anything else, which I guess would include ADR. Or overall sound mix, maybe. I don't know. See, this is what I'm talking about, about not... Or would that be editing? I mean, it is post-production. That that could fall under editing as well. I don't know. There are a couple of things like that that I'm still kind of trying to hmm. figure out where to put it. Yeah. Because I do want to, like, remind myself to consider those types of things. Because I, I forget about so much if I'm not actively looking for it, which is why I made the grid even before I had a podcast, was to start training myself to look at movies in different ways. But I feel like I could have ten subcategories for each and still not have everything I need. So... I don't know, but I guess, I mean, I guess I would just say overall sound design and overall editing, it would kind of overlap between those. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I'm still working on it. It's still a work in progress. That's a season three question, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but but regardless, I picked The Room because it, it is pretty bad in this category. And I, and I love it. I love that movie. I find it like a weird feel-good kind of movie. More so like obviously not the movie itself but like yeah this guy just went out and did like the disaster artist right yeah is is what plays in my head when i watched the room even before the disaster artist was a thing like i was just like i this is just amazing it just makes me so happy that this guy went out and made his movie 
and then embraced it when everyone made fun of it and was like, yeah, it's a dark comedy and just went with it. Like, legit, Tommy Wiseau is my hero. <laughs> but because I couldn't think of anything else and because I remember it did have particularly bad sound design throughout, I had to put it somewhere. So I put it here. But I feel like that's kind of a, like I said, it's kind of a phoning it in answer because that's the go-to bad example for any category, I feel. Yeah. But but I had a hard time coming up with something. So that's what I went with. All right. Uh, so now that that's, uh, now that we've wrapped that up, is there, uh, I always ask and you never do, is there anything you want to add about any of the subcategories, any extra bad examples, anything you want to add before we get to our question of the episode? No. All right, so our question of the episode, I've kind of just stopped asking on social media because I wasn't really getting very many responses and also got lazy and also kept forgetting. So, you know, that's my bad. But if you hear the question and would like to contribute and and give us your answer, you can uh, reach out to us on social media. We're at Gritty Films, G-R-I-D-D-Y Films. You can DM us or tag us in in a post, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, or you can also email us at grittyfilms at gmail.com and uh, we'll read your, read your responses in the next episode and, and give you a shout out and, and talk about it that way. Seems to work a little bit better than uh, trying to get some answers before recording because I don't do that in enough advance. <laughs> so anyway, so that said, the question, I'm pretty excited about this one actually. The question for this episode is, what is your favorite use of a song in a film? So this one took me a while. Uh, I know that there are movies that have introduced me to new songs or new genres or new artists. And the only one I could think of in like the 10 minutes before we recorded this was Jan Tiersen from Amelie. He did okay. a lot of the soundtrack to that or a lot of the score, I mean. And uh, yeah, I've, I've heard some of his other stuff and I like it. It's very interesting. It's very different. I like it a lot. All right. But so there's that. <laughs> but uh, another song that, that I don't know if it's my favorite use of a song. It was just such a surprise. More surprising than a harpsichord in a Marvel movie. And that was hearing the song Hocus Pocus by the band Focus in the movie Baby Driver. Right. That is a weird song. <laughs> That's the one with like yodeling. Okay. And I don't even know what to call the rest of it. And it's like a pretty long song if you hear the extended version, the full version. And to hear it uh, while people are shooting each other and jumping <laughs> over cars and all kinds of crazy shenanigans is like really weird. And that movie had a very strong soundtrack. And I actually knew quite a few of the songs. I was surprised. Uh, but that hearing that one was just like such a surprise and it was used in a very interesting and weird way and it's a weird song and it's all weird and I like that. All right. I'm glad you gave multiple answers because I also have multiple answers. Um, the one that I wrote down, I only wrote down one, but I have three in my head right now. Okay. The one that I wrote down, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it because this is going to be one of the very first season two episodes of Nitty Gritty Reviews, and it gets talked about because we've already recorded it as we're recording this. Um, the Jurassic Park theme in Swiss Army Man. Oh my god. It is amazing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say for now. Tune in yeah. January, January 25th. Yeah. My yeah. sister and I talk about that movie in great detail, and rest assured that gets discussed in depth. 
Um, so I'm not going to talk about why I love it so much now, but that usually instantly popped into my head. Great use of the song in a film. Um, that's one. The second one <laughs> is much more classic. And again, with Kubrick, surprisingly, I guess. Um, or maybe not surprisingly. I don't know. But um, Singing in the Rain and A Clockwork Orange. Oh, there is something yeah. I am... I talk a lot about the things I am a sucker for in movies. Yeah. And I think dichotomies like that, or it's like something so innocent and fun and happy contrasted so starkly with something so awful and horrifying and just every horrendous word you can think of. Right. Like, I love it. Yeah. I, I was, can't get enough of it. <laughs> I was trying to think of an example like that too, or, but I, I, that's a perfect example. Thank you. Another like good that. choice. Yeah. And then I do have a third choice. Which, which again, this is going to be a season two episode, although not until the summer, I believe. So it's a ways off. But um, the song Camelot from uh, the musical Camelot in Jackie. Oh, yeah. It's, it hits, yeah, it's all, there's, after watching that movie, I legit like have that song in my playlist. <laughs> I just listen to it like several times a day on my walk to work. Just because it made me think of that scene. It's such a good scene in that movie. And, and again, it's, it's a little bit of that dichotomy. Not nearly as stark as in The Clockwork Orange. Yeah. But like you have this happy musical offering hope. And of course you have the whole theme of the... Of the well, maybe not the whole theme of the movie. But the, the legacy of the Kennedys. Of the whole... You know, there'll never be another Camelot. Is of course very prominent in just that, that part of history. Not just that movie. Right. So you have that going into it, and then you have this very, very happy song about Camelot and singing and dancing and Broadway, contrasted with Jackie Kennedy in despair, not knowing what to do with herself, and in grief, and just that stark contrast. It's it's a beautiful scene, very uh, haunting, and uh, lots of fluid camera work and symmetry and great music. It's got everything I love. So Yeah, really good choice. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap this up. Lots of references to Monty Python and uh, Kubrick in this episode for some reason. Uh, is there anything you want to add for sound before we wrap it up? Nope. All right. And the, uh, the song for this week is Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By by Mama Cass. Because I've been watching a lot of The Good Place, even more so now than lately. And it's in an episode and I'm like, I like this song. So it's been hmm. put into my rotation of songs to listen to. So now you're listening to it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so thanks so much for listening to this mini nitty gritty review episode. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. We're posting another mini episode, uh, one right after this one on aesthetics, and then two more next Friday, one on impact on film and one on overall enjoyment slash extra credits. So keep an eye out for that, and then there'll be a Marvel Monday mini-episode uh, wrapping up phases one and two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, which will lead into the first season two episode, which is going to be uh, Captain America Civil War on January 9th. And I think I'm going to be posting a review of uh, Leon the Professional at some points in early January. Before then, as kind of a... Uh, a, a moose bouche i guess or no that's i don't know it's, it's a full episode but it's uh it wasn't scheduled it was a little bit of a man i'm really i'm losing my work yeah. impromptu it was a impromptu collaboration with dustin from uh, movie and tv throwbacks with d 
Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to get that up. I just need to edit it and get it up sometime soon. So keep an eye out for that. Anyway, the whole point of this is just keep an eye out for upcoming episodes and subscribe on iTunes. Um, and uh, if you liked what you heard, be sure to contribute to the conversation. Like I said before, Gritty Films can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the handle at Gritty Films. And that's G-R-I-D-D-Y Films. You can also email us at grittyfilms at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what movies would get perfect tens for you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Time a lot. Maybe.